Good people of Los Angeles, tonight on the FCFC pod, we've got one half of the Cooligans, Mr. Alexis Guerrero. Now, this guy was great. He stopped by in between comedy shows, various media appearances. They got tons of shit going on, as you might imagine, if you follow the world of MLS podcasts, the world of football podcasts. We get to talk about troops again. We get to talk about LAFC again, Arsenal. We also get to talk a lot about, you know, cool things like his plan for Newark at some point in the yeah. stage and sort of passing the torch on creating MLS content, content around the sport that we all follow in the country that we all happen to live. Uh, so it's cool to, to sit down with him for, for a brief bit. We rush in a little Da Hong Bao. Slim brought the presidential's tea, which was a privilege. And we might just start doing tea unboxings on the podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So feel free to send the boxes my way. Slim, hit him with the warning. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the backyard of Dweezy's Place in Expo Park. It's a beautiful evening. Feels good. Helicopters flying. Pandose truck rode by before we started recording um and as per usual i do have a potty mouth i do intend to use it so if you're at work or around children or you feel like you shouldn't be listening to profanity you should probably turn this off right now before i start cussing this shit you dumbass motherfuckers go get your asses a box of winter pairs winter pairs you're <laughs> fcfc Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I am your favorite fat Korean. We are back in the backyard. It's your boy Slim. Sitting across from me is Big Dweez. Yo. To my left is Josh. I just got a haircut. I'm Sexy Spice. It's my year, baby. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And today we have a very special guest. Uh, Someone that's, you know, to us, a godfather in this podcasting world of football. One half of the soccer cooligans, Mr. Alexis Guerrero, is in the backyard this evening. These dudes gave me Henny, Let's go. and we in a backyard. You can't do this in New York. We'd be fighting rats. <laughs> We're starting 2020 with a little VSOP. I brought a little presidential tea for later. Very yeah. nice. But um, let's, And let's pears. Go. Yeah. Yo, they got cut up pears. We, we do a proper backyard in the backyard. It's... it's you guys have heard some podcasts this year, but this is actually our first time back in the backyard for this new decade. So, welcome back us. And as per usual, let's have Dewey's kick us off with this first question. We usually rock the first football memory, man. What's your very first, going all the way, all the way back, weather play, televised, some ball flying through the air, smacking you on the playground. What's your first football memory? You know, I, I watched soccer before it, but I can't really remember exactly what I saw. But I know the thing that stuck out to me the most was uh, the Roberto Carlos uh, free kick from the Toulon, Toulon, whatever. 
I remember, I it's just, I remember like all my homies that were like Brazilian were like, yo, you want to see this? And I'm like, no, I don't want to see a highlight <laughs> clip. You know what I mean? Like a old VHS highlight. And it pulled that up and I was like, fuck out of here. I could curse, right? Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys drink Hennessy with the I'm surprised this isn't off track betting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're on the ponies like, like yeah, this. It's like, it's a dog, it's a dog uh, race going to We'll let you guys this. know the link for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember just sitting there and staring at that and. They, the angle from behind them, and you just see the guys jump, and it's like I've never seen two people be more helpless. You know, like these dudes jump, and the ball kind of curves around them. And I remember thinking, like, if you could do that with a soccer ball, then I just don't know enough about soccer. Uh, and that's the moment where I'm like, I know I became kind of like, I don't want to say addicted to it, but at least transfixed, because it was kind of hard to follow it when you don't have, like, they used to have, like, these spinning satellites in the backyard, like mm-hmm. all the Portuguese cats <laughs> and all the Brazilian dudes. And it was I remember, like, they put it on, like, channel, like, the remote control had, like, a keyboard attached to it. And it was, like, channel, like, 17,053. And, like, <laughs> the like the satellite would start to spin to try to connect to that. I'm like, this shit's crazy. Right. And these dudes lived in Newark. They were poor, but they had to have enough money to get, like, this wild satellite so they could watch their teams from, like, Portugal or Brazil. And it was, like, fucking pretty dope. That's... So after that, it's on your radar. And yeah, man. That, it's like, and I was an right. Arsenal fan already at that point. But to like to say I was a fan, I was like, I kind of followed the sport the best I could. Right. You know, like when they won the league, I found out about it like the, like three or four days later. It wasn't like I was like, yo, watching the games because I just had no access to it. Like there was a magazine shop in, uh, in Manhattan in, in the middle of Times Square, like maybe a couple blocks away. It was back when Times Square wasn't even that safe. And it was called... Um, called like uh, News of the World, World News, something like that. There was a bunch of them, but this one in particular had a whole section of just soccer newspapers. It was like the sports sections from English newspapers or like uh, Spanish newspapers, and that was like the best way I could actually like follow the sport was when I happened to be like rolling through Midtown to go see my cousins. I'd be like, yo, what's happening? And it was like before cell phones, like at least before we could afford them. So like, you know, we would be like, sometimes you find your cousins, sometimes you don't. Like, what do you do as a kid? <laughs> my fat ass ate a lot of pizza and I started reading like, you know, newspapers. I was just walk anywhere that would let you in for free so like that's probably the best when, once that happened I was like I need all the soccer I can right. at all times I want to play FIFA all the time I want to do everything so this might be widely chronicled by now but since you're an Arsenal man and I'm an Arsenal man mm-hmm. how did it how did Arsenal happen it, uh, I told the story a couple times but the the short version of it is um, I lived on the north I lived in the north ward um, very simple the Ironbound is essentially just past downtown. So it's two wards over. Newark is broken down into wards because Newark just kept taking over neighborhoods um, as it kept growing as a city. The Ironbound is where all the Portuguese and the, and the Brazilian kids and like in the middle was where all like the Jamaicans, the Trinidadians, uh, the Grenadians and stuff. So I would ride my bike south. They would ride the Brazilians and the Portuguese kids would ride their bikes north and all the Trinidadians and the Jamaicans and all like all the Caribbean kids would sort of meet in the middle and there was this one bar. It was like, I can't even, it's hard to explain like a downtown but it's basically abandoned. Right, like there was like no one in storefronts. I think the Naughty by Nature store was like the first thing on Halsey Street, and we were like, "Yo, like Halsey Street's where you got mugged," you know. <laughs> so I remember this one. There was a there was a bar that was like mostly for firefighters. It was all Irish dudes in there, and they were like the only white dudes in all of Newark besides the politicians. And they were in this one bar drinking, <laughs> and they would all watch Manchester United during the day because it was an excuse to drink. They weren't like right. big fans, <laughs> but they would make fun of us, and we would go in there and use the bathroom and get like water and stuff. And every once in a while, like somebody would be like, "Oh, t- try." This and you know, and we're like, yeah, hell yeah, we got booze, and then we bounce. They used to roast us all the time. Like these dudes would make fun of us nonstop. And we're kids, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I saw one of them that was like, oh, this is our team, Manchester United, and the other team was Arsenal. So I was like, fine, I'm an Arsenal fan. 
You and guys, that's it. It's how you choose the right side. Yeah. They're on the, they're on the other side. Basically, you're spectrum. saying Arsenal fans are just haters. Nah, man. I <laughs> Manchester United fans make fun of kids, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Underprivileged youth. I mean, you know what? I can't really good. say anything about that because that sounds like something I might do. But <laughs> I feel like I took that dude's throne, too. Like, I feel like. Anytime, like, my nephew comes by, I just roast him nonstop. And I'm like, my sister's like, you're being mean to him. I'm like, the kid's got to learn at some point. Y'all baby him. You know? I'm There's like, a little Irish firefighter in all of us. Yeah. yeah. You roast your fucking cousins Especially as you get three sips of BSOP. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, so now you get, you got, uh, I think Troops came on your show, right? Yeah, Troops or, was on our show. Is that episode already out? Yeah, that, that's been out okay. um, about three weeks ago. Uh, it was right <coughs> as, right before Arteta got, um, uh, was made official and yeah. the rumor was Arteta so we talked about it um, it's kind of been wild like to the point where we're at now like for if your listeners don't know Cooligans is now also a television show mm-hmm. I just filmed it right before coming here literally jumped in the shower right after and Jay here um, so that episode will be airing at 8 o'clock tonight on Fubo TV and then uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays and then tomorrow morning we drop the episode but um, as a podcast but I remember uh, somebody reached out from like his management team, who all they also his American uh, agents also uh, manage players, uh, and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in having Drew?" I was like, oh, yeah. "Stop emailing." Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> what day is he available? And he was coming to New York for like a short period uh, to do some media stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, we'd love to have him on." And I remember he was like, "Yo, I love your stuff," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like you know who we are, because like to us. Like, I feel like maybe if you're an American soccer fan or if you're an American soccer podcast, maybe you know who we are. But, like, to hear troops is like, yo, people in Europe love what you guys are doing. Is like, fuck. That's awesome. Like, if we can, because y'all know we American soccer fans, like, nobody loves us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. European soccer fans don't love us. American soccer fans that don't like American soccer don't fuck yeah. with us. <laughs> Latin American soccer fans, nobody fucks with us. You know, football fans don't fuck with us. So, uh, baseball fans don't fuck with us. Nobody fucks with us besides us. So to hear other people saying, like, nah, man, like, what you're doing is making a difference or people are understanding or at least respecting where you guys come from, I'm like, good. Especially because the voice, the only reason we started Cooligans because, like, as comics, we don't do anything during the day. Like, I don't do shit till 7 p.m. You know I mean? <laughs> my wife's like, could you wake up before 3? I'm like, what happens during the day before 3? Like, kids get out of school, my ass is waking up. That's how it usually goes. And I wanted to do something. And I was I started looking, like, for, Amer- for a reason to connect with American soccer. Mm. And no one sounded like me. No one even, like, no one could get, like, a, even, like, a, there was, like, not one hip-hop reference mm-hmm. in all of American soccer. And it doesn't mean you have to be, like, a fan of hip-hop. It's just that's my culture. And I wasn't finding it. So as like a comic, you just, as soon as you see a gap, you're like, let me see if I can fill that. Mm. And from the moment, like, we started connecting with fans. And it was, like, a lot of, like, not to say, like, that's any, but, like, white fans that aren't fans of hip-hop were like, I like what you guys are doing because it's different. And that's when I'm like, all right, maybe this is more than just, like, a niche thing. Maybe, like, people who aren't even exactly like we are could be fans of this. And that's kind of what we found. Yeah. And then Jesus and Miro started after us and kind of took our lane, but they don't give a shit about soccer, so at least we can stay in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, part of the reason that Troops was was put onto your show and knew about you was because he follows LAFC. He's an LAFC head. Massive LAFC fan. And as listeners of this podcast know, you're looking at the man who made that happen. <laughs> he was in LA. And we had this sort of similar conversation about hip-hop, actually. Yeah. He and I. I didn't have to go through his management team. We were just hanging out in the parking lot. That's dope. Um, but, yeah. And dude, you know, he's just about, like an everyman. Yeah. Man. and so like we, I mean, we dude. had this, like, long conversation about, you know, what the fabric of cities really were. And for me, as an Arsenal fan, watching AFTV and hearing the way he talked and how he talked about things was like, that was like, oh, wait, that's the act. That's like how I know L.A. Right, right, and, right. You know what I'm saying? That, that we're getting past the layer of, like, 
old white women with like fancy teacups right, right, like, right. finding out like okay what is like London like on the ground there now because I only get to go there what once every seven years for a game or whatever right, it is. right, right. Um, so it's cool to I, I get the sense that it's a groundswell on both sides of the pond well it's like, like that people are talking about it in a more it's funny you say that because like New York, as, a, as someone uh, born and raised in Newark not ever I'll never be embarrassed about it I'll, I'll ride it to the day I die but because I live in New York and I've lived in New York for so long I'm just going to say I'm a New Yorker for now for the purpose of this conversation but as a, as a New Yorker we're like like I pick Biggie over Tupac you know what I mean like we were taught to like not hate but like disrespect LA like y'all needed y'all needed our baseball team you know what I mean like to come out here like y'all needed this like all oh, the only reason y'all popping is because you got y'all got son like Hollywood would have been in New York you know what I mean that's how we're like taught to think and then when you meet people from LA and New York, most of the time it's people from Hollywood or people who aren't from LA that live in LA. Mm-hmm. And then you get the, it sort of matches the perception you already have, similar to England. Like when I think of English, the first thing I think of is the queen, like an old lady, <laughs> trick tea. I don't think of like, you know, man said this and man said that and like painting. I don't think of all that. Yeah. You have to sort of dig to find that. Yeah, you have to watch Top Boy first. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Or like, you know, Poet and Bouge were the first people that sort of introduced me to like, that generate like that era like that i'm like yo north london is popping north london is newark basically mm. like it's the bronx you know what i mean so like once i met people that are from la i was like oh i fucks with this city heavy there's a lot of shit i don't understand maybe people in la aren't bad drivers but it feels like a lot of bad drivers are in LA. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it may not be y'all fault, but they here, right? Shout uh, out Asian people. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not saying that. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah. it. <laughs> but you know, I'm not even gonna be. I'm not even tripping. I was driving, and there was a there was an Asian lady clearly looking at her phone and sliding into my lane, and I'm like, I think that I think that stereotype started here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is why people stay blunted all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all really do. It's got to be, it's a first-generation driver's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a first-generation, like, nobody in your family ever drove and you started driving, yeah. you're going to struggle driving. You're a trash. And so you have a ton of first-generational drivers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah our know? parents' and In New York, you guys don't deal with it because not anybody's driving. The no, driving, yeah. like, bad driving is considered good driving in New York because you're aggressive. Like, I'm wild aggressive on these streets because I drive in New York. I have a car because I got to do road gigs as a comic. But I'm like, I'm aggressive. If there's, if there's a spot, in, if there's space in front of me, I drive up so that the next person can go. Because if I slow down at a light, if I slow down at a yellow, I've delayed 15 people behind me. And that's the worst. You might get knifed. You know what I mean? So like, you move up. You always take the space in front of you. And I'd be seeing people leaving. I was parked behind a guy, and I could see through his windshield there was no one in front of him. There was two cars between him and the red light. So I went around him. And pulled in front of him, and the guy honked at me. I'm like, "What did you? Are you gonna set up a lawn chair? Like, what are you doing with that space?" So I'm just mad at guys. The purpose of all this is to say, once I met people from LA, I not only fell in love with LA, I fell in love with the culture, the real culture of LA. It took a hot minute. Yeah, I had a I lot of perceptions. And you took time. you around to Koreatown and whatnot with my boy Jeremy and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. You know what I'm? It's yeah. yeah well, yeah. I'm. That's the, the spots that. Andrew knows in Koreatown probably were introduced by like Jeremy and myself. Yeah, for sure. And like homie like that, uh, Kudo and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real dope people. And half the people I met in Koreatown live in Korea. Like, they just hear, I'm like, is, are there any Koreans that live in, in LA or are y'all just airbnb out here? <laughs> we're doing the bi-coastal life right. I think that's for what it is. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot Korea of bi-coastal 
like Korea, Japan, China. Hong and the wildest shit is, I met like four people from Korea with like pristine English, like American mm-hmm. accents, and I met four people born and raised in Koreatown with heavy Korean accents. Like, <laughs> how the fuck did y'all swap passports? Not, like this. That's is- the thing in Korea, you could like if you're Korean, you could come out to Koreatown or like some parts of Orange County, and you don't have to learn. Barely any English. You're good. You're good. Yeah. The same thing with like Spanish. You yeah. know what I mean? There's certain. You go to Brooklyn, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but taking it back, uh, you guys come from a, like you guys started off the Cooligans when, like even further back when, I feel like the league was even. For what year? Back. What year was uh-huh. it? You know what I mean? Started. 2015. Why not? I yeah. started. Okay. So I started listening to them probably 2015, 2016. And then I re- quickly realized, like, oh, they're only talking about the MLS. So I stopped listening yeah. to you guys for a little bit <laughs> because I hated the MLS until I found LAFC. Yeah. Um, and, and we that, knew that would happen. Yeah. We knew that would happen. And so, so I came back to it. Yeah. And then the last two seasons, I was like, these guys are not talking enough about LAFC at yeah. all in <laughs> yeah. podcast. Because they didn't visit until he did. And then it was tainted by some shit security. <laughs> yeah, literally, shit security is a funny way to put it because I yeah. almost got arrested while taking a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a wild story. It was the it's the second most listened to episode in our history because we teased the fuck out of it on social media, but so many fans say we talk too much about LAFC. So many fans say we talk too much about Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, United. But it's like as as a as a podcast that leans heavily on MLS. We knew that was it was a sort of like a, it was a gamble, but it was also an investment in how the league is going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. We didn't know LAFC. We thought New York's NYCFC was going to like be the biggest deal in the world. So we're like, all right, maybe we'll be an NYCFC podcast. And then we're like, nah, like two episodes in, we're like, nah, like let's talk about the whole league and American soccer as a, in general. And then once like some of the bigger clubs like y'all in Atlanta started coming in and making like big moves and like putting the league on a global sort of scale. It made the show continue to grow. Like, we're growing along with the league, which is probably why a lot of our frustration, like, maybe two years ago, was, like, the league wasn't really fucking with us so heavy. Mm. And I get it. Like, the one opportunity we had on Extra Time, the first thing we brought up is, like, Kyle Aaron's DUI. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately the first thing we brought up. That's why the people love you. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, and sometimes Christian, first of all, Christian was the one who brought that up, so I'll always be able to hold that over his head. Because I'm generally the one who gets, like, egregious with, like, what I say. But I'm like, I tell Christian, I'm like, to some degree, and, like, he gets it. He just gets frustrated. He's like, I don't want this to, like, fuck up an opportunity for the future. I'm like, I, we're always going to fuck up an opportunity for the future. <laughs> like, we're, we're just, like, the loud mouths. You know what I mean? And to some degree, like, the fans we have kind of expect that out of us. Like, if we're ever, like, too corporate, mm. we'll get called out immediately. Do we get DMs right away? Like, yo, y'all didn't go hard enough. Y'all didn't do this, and it's like, dog, these people, like, we've met these people now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of from hard. like soccer heads who are like already been listening to your podcast yeah. in the past. Okay. Especially because, like, you know how soccer fans be like, it's it's fucking hell or high water. Like, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's either the worst or the best, right, and it's like right. sometimes, like, we had a player. I'm not gonna say who. Like, we off record were like, yo, man, you kind of been struggling a bit in the last few months. And he was like, yeah, man, my daughter's been in the hospital. It's like, I'm not really saying nothing. So, like, kind of that kind of stuff kind of puts it in yeah, perspective. Like, that, right, these right. are people. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're not going to go hard on this dude now. Like, this guy's got a lot of other shit that's going on in, in his life. And we try our hardest to, without, like, revealing whatever a player asks us not to, mm-hmm. kind of make him sometimes, like, give a human aspect to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, as comics, we're always going to roast. Like, it's always what, I, what we do. So we'll go hard at the fans for going hard at players. <laughs> and it's, like, just turning the table and be like, how y'all like that, mm-hmm. you know? But it's either... I mean, I mean, especially when looking at the whole league, I think it's easy for us. We're privileged because of what we have here. But like, and Atlanta United would, would probably be in a similar boat. 
But like, if you're talking about the whole league and all these teams and sideshows that go on in yeah. this league and have gone on for so long, like I get the sense still that like some people aren't ready for comedy. They're, they want to still be taken Ooh. seriously first. Like yeah. they haven't hit the we're being taken seriously. Yeah. As whether it's supporters or as a team or as a stadium or as a city, as a soccer city or as yeah. a, nail so on the head. You're dude. you're always like kind of broaching this weird <clears throat> territory of okay, like I'm gonna push some buttons here and people are gonna react to it, but it's mostly you know as opposed to if you were speaking about global football, it's out of like a position of just feeling inadequate yeah. or like not good enough yet. I think the easiest way to understand how we feel. Christian and I have been doing stand-up professionally for over 10 years, like just about 11, 11 and a half now. Mm. So for us, the only thing that's a negative, the, uh, like an L, us taking an L is indifference. Mm -hmm. If you hate me, I got an emotion out of you. Mm. If you love me, I got an emotion out of you. Anywhere in that spectrum, I've kind of won. If you could give a fuck about what I'm saying on stage, if you've zoned out, if you've shut off, I've lost. So like, a lot of times we'll push buttons because comedically that's what you do is you find an angle that hasn't been found. And my brain now does it just like super quick. It just like picks. Like sometimes I'm like, I should not be saying these things. <laughs> but like my brain is like, say, 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 say. So like I'll say it. And I, I we get reactions of like, especially on Reddit. Reddit for some reason just like just, it just hates us. We got a couple fans on there that like put up a little bit of a fight. But I'm like, yeah, leave it alone. Like those are like wild yeah, soccer. Right. <laughs> yeah, those yeah, are yeah. like, those are like, like money ball people you know oh, what I mean sure. like they're like saber metrics and shit like they care too much about like XG heat maps shit, yeah, yeah. I'm like heat maps yo listen to my mixtape if you want to eat yo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo uh, yeah. the plug right here plug the fucking mixtape <laughs> so like uh, for me it's like I get we may not win those over but we performed for the independent uh, supporters council which is all the heads of all the supporters groups and we met uh, some of the people from LAFC like the dude who was with uh, Chivas for a long time I yeah. forget his name Julio, Julio. Julio. Yeah. great dude him and Jimmy yeah. um, great dudes right so we met a lot of great people and I remember the dude like we performed stand up at first and then we kind of did like some of the like the breakout sessions with them and stuff just to kind of see what they do and someone from Rebels uh, one of the Rebel supporters group took a picture of us and didn't tag us in it, but he put barf and a fan uh, saw that and sent it to us, like a screen cap of it. Mm -hmm. And we knew the dude who did it because it had like this title or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to say shit. Like, if you're a Rebel fan, you know we're NYCFC. I get it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not going to be a potential fan. Mm -hmm. And we performed. We did a bunch of show. We did a bunch of jokes. Um, we did the best we could. We talked about what our plans were. We did a whole Q&A, and people were asking us, like, what are our plans for the future? How do we expect to build the league? And we just talked, like, from like where I'm doing now, like, from mm -hmm. the heart, from the hip. And he came up to me at the end of the party, and he was like, hey, man, I was a little disrespectful to you guys when I first saw you. He's like, because I thought y'all were NYCFC fans, whatever, yada, yada, yada. He's like, but I kind of want to take that back, man, because, like, you guys are... I could see you're about the whole league. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're an NYCFC fan isn't the first thing. You don't lead with that. You lead with you're a fan of soccer in America. Yeah. And I was like, I saw you barf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, he's like, man to man, he stood by it. Yeah. He was like, yeah, man. He's like, you're NYCFC. Like, yeah, barf is going to happen. I'm like, how fucks is that? <laughs> like, I, I like you're that like, energy. You're listening. It's good. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I like that energy. I'm like, to some degree, I got something out of you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You remember I was there, you know? Yeah. So, like, to me, I was like, good. Like, we broke the guy that would probably be the hardest to break. Mm -hmm. We we broke through to him and said like, look, we may not be your cup of tea, but we're trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're doing what we can, and I love I fucks with the fact that you're doing what you can. That's that's dope, man. I that, mean, from following you guys though, like I think, um, and like when you guys got the the Fubo TV deal and like yeah, 
it was a, a majority of positive response for you guys getting the bag and everything and yeah. just being like securing that. And I like, mean, it's fluable. It's not a big bag. Right, but it's right, a bag. Right, it's a bag. Yeah. It's a yeah. bag. Yeah. Right, right. There's different sizes of duffels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duffels yeah. a duffel. This one is easily a carry-on. You know what I mean? Like, you put it on the overhead yeah, compartment. Yeah. Dude. This yeah. one you could shove under the seat in front of you. You know what I mean? But whatever. It's a bag. And America's soccer, there's not a lot of bags going around. No, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. Awesome, and so my thing is, like, I think we, we've, I mean, seen this in a lesser degree, but I think football fans in, in general have been... Uh, they're super about the the purism of the sport, right? About you know how 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 like corporate money is like you know kind of in, infiltrating everything. Do you feel the friction of that as someone who's trying to grow your own thing, as someone who's so good at the branding marketing side of it that you feel like the friction of people being like, man, these guys are getting too big? Or for the do you, do you see it mostly like it's it's a good thing that you guys are growing all the time? If that exists, it's very small. I mean, yeah. we have heard it from some like really hardcore fans, like some of our day ones. Uh-huh. We're like, we don't want y'all to get so big that you can't say what you say. And mm. you can't. So it's like very like, it's still like a passionate, like a compassionate yeah. uh, sort of response to do it. Do you feel like there is some things you can't say eventually? Like, uh, no. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's why it, the deal took a long time. It took a little over four months mm. to f- solidify from when we got the offer to when our agents were like, I right, sign it. And there was a really long period of time there. Yeah, four months is a long time. Yeah, like, sure. are we going to be on TV or mm-hmm. not? Um, and there was a period of time there where our agents were saying to us, like, this might not happen. Mm-hmm. And the biggest issue was that I would not, and Christian would not pull back from, we need to own the audio. Yeah, And yeah, that yeah. was our way of saying, like, y'all, it's your TV sh- channel it's your tv show mm. you do what you want with the video you could bleep out whatever you want you could cut out whatever you yeah. want but we're gonna feed our people the real audio well we own the masses like jay said man hell yeah son hell yeah son uh, you don't need to corner nobody on an elevator you. <laughs> you know what i mean to get reasonable doubt masses back <laughs> like we own our shit from day one and like for us it was such a big part of like if if we film it you take the video we want the audio because at the very least like you know, I said Leo DiCaprio had herpes, like as a joke, mm-hmm. right? And like the network allegedly, goes, yeah. allegedly. <laughs> well, the lawyer wrote, wrote back like, "You can't say that on TV." And it just so happens to have been on the episode that we released on Thursday, so there's more time to edit. So like, I got caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I wrote back like, "Why not?" You know, like <laughs> if I know slander rules well, like he has to prove he doesn't, which uh-huh. I think that's great for the show. That's great, that's great for America. <laughs> yeah, if I got good. like a like a sexual transmitted disease history report. Of Leo DiCaprio? Hell yeah. At least the records, Leo. Yeah, <laughs> come on, son. Uh, and they were like, no, you can't. That's like, it's, it's slandering someone. Like, you can't do it. So, like, they bleeped that on the show. Sure. But yeah, yeah. we left it in the podcast. He's like, whatever, ain't no lawyers <laughs> listening to our podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, like, that kind of stuff is like, yeah, maybe we'll get I Maybe one day we will. But, like, to some degree, like, maybe in the, in the long-term future, we may have to somewhat be martyrs to help grow the sport. Because yeah. that really is, like, our day one quest. And, like, one of the reasons why I've done so many podcasts while I'm out here in L.A., and we try to do as many podcasts as we can, uh, we really never turn down a podcast unless it's, like, absolutely crazy to get to it. Um, I don't ask anyone how many listeners you have. I don't give a fuck. I want to do your podcast. Because especially if you're a fan of us, it's, like, maybe we helped inspire you to do it. So, like, I kind of want to do it. But I want to get to the point where there's so much content being made for American soccer mm-hmm. that Cooligans is... Like, uh, not the, like it doesn't have to be so important. Mm. Like, I want to get to the point where we are. Obviously, we're huge and we're touring because I think that's going to spread the gospel of American soccer. But I love it where if, like, we can't sort of take that bullet, there's, like, a million other podcasts that will. Like, right, right, right. there's a lot of people that will say what they want to say. Yeah. And we can sort of, you know, we could just be, like, the glad hand for that one moment yeah. and be like, all right, maybe I can't 
Talk crazy. What are you doing here, by the way? <laughs> I'm, we, doing some, I'm doing some shit, man. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we end like all of our podcasts with some tea time. Um, but yeah, oh, okay. as you were saying, for inspiration-wise, I get a lot of like inspiration from the, for this podcast and the way I am on it from you guys as well. It's a lot, a lot of New man. York sports podcasts. It's it's you guys and Flagrant too. Ah, Schultz um, is the homie. Yeah, Schultz is a beast. Sing, um, that's my homie, Akash. Yeah, Let's man. They're, they're, they're definitely killing in the comedy game. These Me days. and Akash met by beefing with each other on Twitter. <laughs> like, I said something funny, uh, and he happened to have been tagged in it, and uh, he thought I was going at him. Uh-huh. So he came at me. And I'm like, I don't even know where it came from, but yeah. I just went back at him. <laughs> and he came at me mad hard, and I was like, yo, son, you think I'm going to slow down? I went at him wild hard. <laughs> and me and him are going back and forth. Dog, we, the beef was on Twitter over, like, replies, on Twitter DM, <laughs> on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And then at one point, he just sends me his number, and now we're beefing over text. Yeah. But we kept the beef going across all of them. And the next morning, I woke up, and there was, like, a, a response. And I was like, son, you think I won't keep this going? I'm, like, taking a shit in the morning, and I'm responding to him. And back and forth, and he was – one of his – one of our mutual friends was another comic, and mm-hmm. I reached out to him. I'm like, yo, you know this dude? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, should I slow down on my man? Like, is he your homie? Because, like, he's a good friend of mine. He's like, nah, do your best. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going back. And this lasted for three days. That's and I think we ended it over text. And it was like the last one. We're going back and forth. Like, I'm calling him every name in the book. And then at one point, he was like, yo, man, I like your energy. I'm like, dog, I really like your energy. <laughs> I'm like, where like you? you guys know you and I was like, where are you up next? And he's like, I'm at the village, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm going to get my ass on that show. So he was at the village lantern. And I called, I like text the booker. And I was like, yo, I want to do like, you just give me five, like a short set. And I just want to, I walked in. I watched him perform funny as hell. Mm-hmm. I get up on stage. I hit. And he gets off, he's like, Alexis? I was like, yeah. I was like, Akash, boom. Best friend since then. <laughs> and it, literally, we called each other. Every, like, we got it all out of the way. Yeah, like, yeah. when we, the next time we, we ever roasted each other, I'm like, you said that shit already. <laughs> like, it's like hard. Like, we did it three days straight of just roasting each other to death. There's amazing, only nice things left to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. True spirit of yeah. comics right there. Fucking so we got, we got Alexis briefly, and so we're doing a kind of an expedited version. Usually at the end of our pod, we... After too much Hennessy has been consumed, have a little tea. Yeah. These are some Taiwanese tea tasting cups. The one's an aroma cup. You're going to flip this over right quick like this. Okay. Grab this. Uh-huh. Flip it. And then you're going to empty it out up top. The tall one's kind of your your smell cup. You can get a First load of what of Slim brought. Let's go. Slim brought some fancy-ass Da Hong Bao. It's, hey. a, it's a dark roasted oolong I love, from Fujian. I love oolong. And uh, it's the tea that I believe... The Chinese gave Bill Clinton when he came to visit. Hey, that presidential right when the right when uh, know relations like, started I'm again. Chinese, right? <laughs> really? Yes, yes. That's great. Well, I, I found out my great grandfather was one, Chinese. One, one pick with the with the tea. So the reason this all started is because when we first started trying, I should just out, drink it. Yeah, yeah just drink it. And as as you want some, just put your cup towards me, and I'll keep pouring you up. Ooh, because it keeps. Yeah. When we first started this podcast, first day, we, it was just us three. Um, Dwee's busted out a, a scale, which is usually used for cocaine or marijuana. Yeah. Or I love the order you put that in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, That's yeah, top of mind right yeah. now. And we started weighing out tea leaves. So we were like, all right, I guess we're fucking having tea time. And that, if you guys are new listeners, now you guys know how tea time with Dweez was born. That's crazy. I mean, this is all a ploy for me. You know, you want to be a tea sommelier? No, I, I, I have no interest in soccer at all. It's just for tea. You're and, in and the you game know, it's for tea? Working. It's already working because someone DM'd us with like this huge crate of tea that got shipped. In. He was wasn't. Shoulder, 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 shoulder guys. Oh, the yeah, shoulder, yeah. shoulder guys. He's like, hey, I got all these teas ready to present. And I was just like, okay, it's all working. You know, Don't people it. coming up to me in the stadium, Ben California Stadium, like, hey man, do you take 
do you take tea donations? Like, was it Yo, good I've got to start doing tea unboxings, man. Uh, Yo, oh, yeah, we, that's your favorite part of this I do. Yeah, first of all, like, when you grow up poor, getting a gift is, like, the wildest <laughs> shit. Like, there were Christmases I didn't get to unbox, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, when Orlando City sent us the pizza box with the jersey and, like, the art stuff in it, I was like, yo, like, Christian was like, what are we going to do? Like, we got to show, like, got to, like, take a picture with it or whatever. I was like, let's just unbox it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, who would want to listen to us open a box? And I was like, I don't know, but it's funny. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that is funny. Yo, it's become, like, a huge hit. <laughs> and we can't, I mean, I got this, this, what I'm wearing... Two things, right? Uh-huh. I'm wearing two things that I unboxed. That's crazy. I, it's wild. I'm wearing the hat from Talisman Caps, uh, which is dope. They did our uh, our merch, uh, but this is a bruised banana hat, yeah, that they released. And I'm wearing an or you know uh, Oakland Roots. Shout out Alfonso Bowie out yeah, of uh, Oakland Roots dude. Media over Oakland here. Roots. Well, I'm just gonna start unboxing tea because so I can have my spinoff, which will just be tea with Dweez. Dude, straight up, bro. this fool is smart because he's the only one that really puts out all of his interests on this pod. Yeah. So like when it comes to <laughs> all the gifts, all of them are so thoughtful when it comes to dweez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the rest of us are just we like gotta stop trinkets. Gift cards. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I'm trying to say. We were trying to like a few That's episodes white ago. That's like a motherfucker. <laughs> hey, we know we were trying to get Josh. But he's saying he wants it. <laughs> oh man. Y'all should know what I want before I say it. That's, yeah. the, That's the Asian way. That's yeah. the Korean way. Right? That's why I keep mentioning Porsche on our podcast. <laughs> Porsche. I can't wait Porsche. To unbox Porsche. that, dog. <laughs> you gotta stay out here longer, man. LAFC got that sick Porsche deal out here. That's dude. right. Yeah. yeah, y'all making a lot of money out here. LAFC is changing MLS left and right. We gotta pay for that stadium, man. I've been hearing those numbers, <laughs> yeah. man. We gotta yeah. pay for it. I was like, before I was like, yo, we're not gonna sell. I was like, nah. Now you got like Tide yeah. Pods. Where you at, bro? Your spot. Got some numbers broken down there. Like what? when what? I went, when I saw the, uh, I did a tour of the stadium before it ever opened, mm-hmm. um, and like free play hadn't been built yet. Yeah, like it was kind of like a shell, like it hadn't been like built up. Mm-hmm. A lot of construction zone around it, and I remember looking at it. I'm like, I hope they're right. You know, like I remember looking at Yo. it. Like, it's a big gamble, dog. Like this stadium is literally gonna be an eyesore because it's right here. Like, no offense. I I know y'all love it, but I don't mean it. Nothing against LA Galaxy. If no one goes to that, like the city itself of LA may not notice. You know what I mean? Because it's out there, and MLS, and MLS isn't really on the top of a lot of news reports. But if no one's going to LAFC, like, you're passing that stadium to go to other stadiums. Like, you'll notice that. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, sitting right there. There's not much else you could really use it for. So, um, like, the fact that it's worked out so well, you know, shouts to Bob Bradley from Jersey. Okay. Hey. You know, had to help. Uh, you know, but the fact that it's worked out so well is incredible. And, you know, again, shouts to you guys for buying some great players, man. You got a Uruguayan on there. We got Rossi. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. we got two. We got Rodriguez on there, mm-hmm. too. Three. Three. Oh, three now. Who's the third one? We got the other. New boy. New boy. Uh, oh, that's right. The new DP, right? Uh, I don't or know. Tam. DP. Or maybe Tam might not exist in a couple weeks. Yeah. I, I, by I, the time this podcast comes out, it'll be a different acronym. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we got a new. Guys, send this dude T, by the way, man. He's doing a great job. <laughs> like, I'm drinking out of, like, what, like, you know, restaurants put barbecue sauce in. It's incredible. <laughs> Well, where, where else do you want to take tea time with Dweez? This is usually where it goes off the hinges a little bit. Well, I, I mean, our whole joke is also that, like, we very rarely, if ever, talk about what happens on the soccer field. Yeah, we, we, only, we only really talk about Los Angeles, some football memories here and there. Uh, but you brought up how you want, in the future, you want more and more podcasts about MLS, more and more content. Yeah. Part of me knows that as someone who's only using this for my alternative means, so that means you can duck out and do some other shit. Yeah, for sure. So what? I mean, what kind of other things would you want to do? What are, What are the things that you don't usually talk about when you get on podcasts because you're talking about soccer all the time? You're fucking sick of it. I'm never gonna get sick of soccer because it keeps changing every day. But I mean, there's so much like 
you know, I'm known a lot for like pizza. Like I would love to find a way to do something with that. I had to deal with Food Network. We did two pilots. Mm. That didn't go anywhere. That was way before Cooligans or like kind of the beginning of it. Um, I would love to find a way to do something with that. I also think like after, you know, five, just about five years, maybe a little four and a half years of a weekly podcast with Christian and I, we understand each other's like, you know, wit so well like i know where he's gonna go next i understand we have really good chemistry i love to see what else we could do together you know mm. what i mean and i think it's i think it's always going to be cooligans adjacent like it'll be cooligans do this cooligans do that i don't ever want to really do much other than personal stuff that's away from cooligans because i think that that can sort of be like i would love for it to be a network i would love to be able to pull in podcasts like these and be like maybe we can help with our connections and and find a way to grow it because as comedians, and I was talking to two chefs who are out here. They're the private chefs for, uh, right now, they're the private chefs for J-Lo and A-Rod mm. uh, out here in L.A. And they're two dudes from the Bronx. And I know them through some uh, through some food stuff. And they were like, yo, let's grab a bite. They came to see me perform last night. We went out and grabbed a bite. And we were talking about, how, like, the only reason we always help each other out, like, I've helped them out a bunch, they've helped me out a bunch, is because, like, no one else helps us you know what i mean mm -hmm. like and y'all know what i'm talking about like yeah. sometimes like ain't no one really extending a hand to help mm -hmm. you kind of got to help yourself yeah. and other people see that and then they'll help you so like what else could we do who else could we help you know yeah. i would love to get to a point where we could do like a big podcast network or mm -hmm. something like that or or have some type of content like you know i know the people at copa used to hate us or something they didn't like us but i saw i saw a potential for them to do so much more because the european side was doing so much more mm -hmm. so i'm like what could we do that would sort of push that along, push mm -hmm. that forward. That I mean, more stuff like that. Like, you know, also, like, the older I get, maybe, like, in 15, 20 years, I'd love to be, like, on the other side of the camera. I'll still be loud. You'll still hear me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'd love to, like, produce some shit. I would love to direct some shit that really pushes the sport forward, you know? It should be so much bigger than this country. West Coast Alexis right here pulling the Hollywood hey, Diesel's out here? Look, maybe. You know you know? Maybe. I might. I, I, saw, I hear you on the BoJack, you know? You out here doing voice acting? I had to do. I did that shit from New York. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I would not. I, my goal is to be able to bounce back and forth between LA and New York. This is a dream. Like three months at in each. You know what yeah, I mean? Have yeah. an apartment in each or a place out here. It might be a little easier to buy something out here because New York there are no outskirts. You know what I mean? Like it's right. an island. Like or you're in a different borough. New York's not big enough for people. <laughs> Ain't a half million people in a fucking yeah, shoebox, man. man. But I love it. That's the only thing I really like. If people ask me, like, what do I really dislike about LA besides how slow service is out here? Because mm. everybody high and chill at the same time. <laughs> um, what I love about New York is, like, you open your door and there's just, like, a thousand people like, well, where the fuck are you going? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's anger already. And I love it. Like, I'm, I'm big on that. Like, that's the energy that feeds me, you know? And I would love to be able to, like, if I could, I would love to build, like, a big... Like this is future future shit, but I'd love to build like a like a big production studio in Newark, mm, and at least dope. give jobs to people in Newark. Like even if they're not the ones that want to do the content, fuck it. Like mm. making some people come to Newark, you know what I mean? Feed that city a little bit. I'd love that because the fact when they followed me on on Twitter, I legit like welled up a little bit. Like I know that doesn't mean shit to anybody else to be like, but to be from a city like that that no one shows love to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, ever. And every time you do show love to it, like it's corrupt as shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. For them to see me. Like bubbling and decide like we gotta follow this dude like he represents the city. It's like who is it? It's Shaq and me. You know what I mean? Like who else? <laughs> Winnie Houston dead. You know what I mean? Like, she got Bobby on crack, so you know she from Newark. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like we got nothing else. Michael B. Jordan. That's it. You know? Yeah. So I got we got like probably one more minute mm -hmm. with the, with the quickness with you before we're gonna let you go. 
Is New York City rap ever coming back? And who should we listen to? Are you still listening to rap music in New York? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lil TJ, Young M.A. There's talent out there. Uh, they may not... I think it's a lot like the West Coast. Like, you're always going to produce talent. But like Roddy Rich, Roddy Rich is one of the best new rappers out right now. One of the most talented rap like musicians that's out. And if you didn't, if I didn't tell you he's from Compton, you might not know it from listening to him. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's going to happen to New York. Like the accent's always going to be there because we're so many people that are surrounding each other. The internet won't influence. I mean, but you also still have people like Griselda out there that are just the most New York fucking thing in the world. Absolutely. And uh, your old Droog, which if you guys don't know, he's like an underground rapper, but like. The dude still raps over boom bap beats. And, like, people tell him he's outdated, but he's like, I don't give a fuck. This is what I like. Mm. So, like, you're always going to get that. You know, you're always going to get, like, the Rat Kings, too, that kind of do, like, this punk sound. And, like, New York, I think, was so influential for so long that it's great to see, like, I used to shit on Atlanta hip-hop, and I had to defend my stance a lot on podcasts and stuff. But now I listen to it, and I'm like, we've they've grown to a point where they're, like, they're definitely leading the scene right now. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean that rap can't come from other places. And I think what I love about New York is, like, if you're an underground rapper in New York, you're still going to sell out big venues because New York loves itself. You know what I mean? New York represents itself so well. It's like, they may not happen in Detroit. I don't know if it does or it doesn't. I'm using that as an example. They may not happen in Cleveland, but that for sure will happen in L.A., and that will for sure happen. Because, like, was it one of the old rappers that I was, I was like, I can't even listen to this. Is like, first of all, Blueface, I can't listen to. Like, Rhyme on the Beat, it's yeah, not that no, hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not me. Like, E-40 yeah, yeah. wasn't me because of that either. But, like, uh, Nocturnal. That's one of those rappers where I'm like, as soon as I would hear a beat come on that I knew was a Nocturnal beat, I would shut off. I'm like, no, no. Because <laughs> I don't even, I just don't want that in my head. But, like, The Game. Obviously, I'm going to listen to The Game, you know? Roddy Rich, Snoop. Like, those guys. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I picked Biggie over Tupac. But, like, I love all hip-hop. I think New York absolutely will come back. I just don't think it's ever going to, like, lead because I don't think anyone will. Yeah. I got dreams of listening to Rock Marciano on the way to NYCFC's oh, new wow. stadium when it gets built somewhere in, uh, <laughs> I don't know, on some property that I don't even know. I would know love if it was called, like, Big L Stadium. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's I, just it means different hope, now. Yeah. You know? I hope you guys get a fucking stadium. Me yeah, too. please, Jeez. tell me about it. There's a lot of stuff that's, like, rumored, mm-hmm. and I've heard from journalists that it's, like, really, really close, but, like, really, really close to New York could mean a lot. You know what I mean? But you got you to gotta grease the right palms in that city. <laughs> Uh, one last time, uh, if you want to go in and plug, uh, you know, the pod, the, all the social handles. Yeah, at Soccer shows. Cooligans on everything, um, at Not Alexis on everything. Uh, yeah, just uh, I'm, I'm out in L.A. for until the 13th. When does this come out? It's going to come out in February. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I was in L.A., <laughs> uh, and the shows were great. But if you happen to be traveling through New York or we might be coming to your city, we want to do a bunch of uh, Cooligans wants to do a bunch of live dates all around the country. Yeah. Um, like, that's the big plan right now. Um, and maybe some stuff out of the country. Hush, hush. Um, if we happen to be in your city, come out, check out a show. We, we generally interview players from the local team. And, you know, we just want to meet y'all. Like, if we do Q&A and stuff. We want to meet y'all. Yeah, L.A. people, you already love the Cooligans. You love Alexis, but um, show them some love. I know that we have a lot of love to spare for our own right here. But um, Alexis really taking the time out to to really meet the friends and family of the, of the podcast, of For the sure. LFC pod family. So, yeah, much respect and much love to you, man. I feel like this tea is, like, helping my digestive system. That's hey. right. It's helping everything. You'll be on point on stage, everything. bro. It's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> you might have to take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies Whatever. and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the FCFC pod. We appreciate you for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. FCFC. 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 FSA, 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 FSA,